Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Spiritual Insights with Charlotte Spicer. Spirituality and Metaphysics Talk Radio, featuring a course in miracles, dream interpretation, guided meditation, and the psychic and metaphysics free-for-all. It's your opportunity to consult with a professional psychic medium, discuss past lives, the chakras, and more. We are non-denominational, and there are no limits. Want to change your life? You must first change your mind. 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 No matter your religious structure, cultivate peace in your reality through self-awareness with an authentic spiritual teacher. And now, your host, Charlotte Spicer. Thank you so much for tuning in to Spiritual Insights. We have yet another very special segment for you today. Our guest is Elizabeth Harper, an internationally acclaimed metaphysical artist, psychic medium, healer, and teacher who has been featured in popular national magazines, including Women's World, Red Book, and Health. In addition to being a regular contributor to magazines, radio, and television in the United States and Australia, Elizabeth is also the award-winning author of Wishing, how to Fulfill Your Heart's Desires. Her pioneering work with color inspired her uniquely revealing Colorscope, which has been featured globally in print and online magazines as well as weekly webcasts. Elizabeth shares her gift of healing through her beautifully empowering jewelry designs, silk energy wraps, magical tools, meditations, and oracles. She regularly facilitates workshops at some of the nation's most renowned organizations, including the Omega Institute for Holistic Studies, the Open Center, Lilydale Assembly, and the Learning Annex. She is the founder of Sealed with Love, LLC, co-founder of Spiritual Living, LLC, and co-publisher of an upcoming book entitled 365 Days of Angel Prayers. Obviously, we've got lots to discuss, and including how you might be able to contribute to her new book. So if you would like to visit her website while you listen, go to sealedwithlove.com. And please note that we will not be taking calls for psychic readings today. We're here primarily to discuss her new book and all of her wonderful work. So welcome to the show, Elizabeth. It's wonderful to have you here. Thank you, Charlotte. I'm so glad to be here. I'm excited because I, I thoroughly reviewed your website, and you offer so much to everyone in many forms. But I want to kind of go back in time first and ask what your path was like in the beginning that got you where you are today. I love hearing the individual stories. What was your beginning like, your childhood? Well, you know, I'm from England originally, mm-hmm. and... I <laughs> I was raised in a, a psychic household. My my mother was a psychic. My brothers were psychics. And um, she was one of the pioneers of yoga in Britain in the 50s, 60s, 70s. So, you know, yoga as a way of being, as a way of life, as opposed to just the exercise. So I was raised with spiritualism, with yogi philosophies, with psychic work, she would um, learn all kinds of different modalities and she would try them out on us, you know, things like batch flower remedies and color therapy and reflexology and all kinds of wonderful things. 
And mm. so, you know, I was always open to um, psychic development. I was always open to psychic energy, to healing energy. It was, I, I believe that children are open, you know, when they're born, they they have that sensitivity probably up until their teenage years and then they might become a little bit more interested in maybe the opposite sex or or games or clothes or something like this and, and they can tend to lose that sensitivity. But as a child I was kept open because it was kind of common knowledge in our in our households that we were all sensitive. We all had these different um feelings and sensitivities and, and images and we saw things and felt things and, and knew things. And so it was okay. We, it was fine. My mother understood. My father understood as well, although it wasn't really his path. So I was raised with this and as a consequence, I never shut it down. So when I um, got into my early 20s, uh, I went to my first psychic development class in London. I lived in London. And what I hadn't realized was that I was completely open. My, um, let's say, I was tuned in to everything around me. I was tuned into people's thoughts. I was tuned into people's feelings. I was tuned mm-hmm. into energy that had been left behind as well. You know, if someone was just walking down the street and they, they were angry and I walked down the street, you know, a day later or something, I would feel that anger, that kind of thing. I was just tuned into everything around me. And when I went to this psychic, yeah, when when I went to this psychic development class, um, I learned to close down, and it was a it was kind of like closing your doors or closing your windows or turning your lights out. You know, suddenly I was closed down, and for a whole week it felt like I'd completely lost that psychic skill, that psychic ability. Um, and then the following week, I went back to the psychic development class, and we opened our energies up. I opened my energy field up, and I could feel everything again. So, you know, up until my early 20s, I was walking around like a sponge. I was just picking mm. things up. You know, I think a, I think a lot of people do that as well. You know, we shut, many people shut down as children, and then maybe when you get hormonal, you start to open up again and maybe then shut it down again. You know, mm-hmm. I think that we, yeah, we often get into this place of opening, closing, opening, closing, not really knowing what's going on. So, you know, I learned to control that. I learned to control the energy and, and to work with the energy. Um, and, you know, it, there are a lot of people in this world, of course, that have these sensitivities, but even people that are working as psychics, as mediums, haven't necessarily learned to close down uh, and you can burn out with with staying so open so you know if people are listening that they feel that they're picking everything up around them a a good way to close down is is just to imagine light around yourself uh, and then to flush your whole energy through with lots of light like a like a waterfall of light just flushing through your energy field and then imagine that Maybe you're a flower and you could just close yourself down like a flower, like you're going into a bud. And so petals are closing down and you're becoming a bud again. So that might be a good way to close down. I love that suggestion. Let me add to that. Um, Let me give me your thoughts on this. Uh, Many people, until they get a handle on the levels of energy, uh, normal energy, creative energy, and then intuitive energy, 
Um, many, if they are just starting out as psychics or healers of some kind, they may not have the appropriate tools to, I call it decompress, after doing a session with a client or even while they're practicing. Do you have some practical advice on how to decompress? Is it like what you just described, or is there another technique on how to get that energy level back to human level? Right. Well, I actually have a, a meditation on, uh, it's a paid meditation. It's only $6, though, and it, it's in my store, which is called the Chakra Workout Meditation. It's the initiation one. So that teaches you to open up your chakras and then to close them all down, to cleanse through your energy field and then protect yourself. You can imagine that you're a balloon, you know, and you just because your aura gets so big, your energy field gets so big, especially when mm-hmm. you're healing or when you're doing this kind of work, you're really expanding yourself so you can tune in and become more sensitive. So you can close that energy down, again, as I say, with, with white light, just cleansing yourself through. And then imagine you're a balloon, and you're just letting the air out of the balloon, and your energy field is reducing in size just like it would the balloon. So then you're letting the air out. And I always like to, you know, not everybody knows about the chakras, but I always like to reduce the size of each of the chakras. Um, You can imagine that you have, again, flowers, that you have a flower at each of the chakras and just taking them down to the bud and that excess energy is going back into the earth. Um, If you don't know about the chakras, it doesn't matter. You can just imagine yourself as one flower, just closing yourself up. Um, I always like to do a second rinse when I when I cleanse through. So I always like to just <laughs> cleanse through again, you know. Second and rinse, it, I love it. A second rinse, that's it. And it sounds like a bit of a process, but you know, I always say whatever you think is. So if you think yourself closed down, you are closed down. You can just think it, and you're closed down. Um, I always like to ground myself as well. So when you ground yourself, it, it's almost like you are. Um, having some extra vitamins or something. You, you're putting yourself back into the earth and you're getting energy back from the earth again. So you're not floating around all over the place after a session. Um, and I always like to call in the divine light so that you are still connected to the divine. You're still connected to the earth. And I always say that you are heaven and earth within the temple of your body. Mm-hmm. So that then, you know, you're not there to work, but you're, you're still connected. And I like to put myself into a cloak of protection as well. So I always say whatever color feels right for you, put that cloak of protection around you, your hood up and the cloak right down to the floor and it's covered in front of you, and then put yourself into a light bubble so that you're always protected, but, you know, you're still available as well. It's a bit of a process, you know, but... Again, whatever you think is, you can think yourself protected, you can think yourself in your bubble and think yourself with your your cloak on, etc., and so then you are. Excellent. I want to add to that uh, just briefly because I want the listeners to have thorough um, a a caution, a thorough caution about uh, protection, which uh, some people can make a very easy mistake, and that is if this inspires anyone to put a cloak of protection around them, uh, what I'm specifically um, speaking about is sometimes we want to not be seen by other people. We kind of want to just be left alone by the world and people. So we tend to put a cloak of invisibility around us and kind of deflect 
people noticing that were there. However, my caution is never do that while you're driving. You want other people, other drivers and pedestrians to know you're there. So be very careful at the times that you do this. Can you add to that, Elizabeth? Oh, wow, that's a good point. That's a very good point, you know, because sometimes we're in the car and my husband will say, what, you can't see this big white car? Mm-hmm. <laughs> to, to other drivers, of course. And and even though you may not be conscious of doing it, yeah, it's a good point. Maybe we're we're putting that cloak of protection of um, invisibility around us, and we're not realizing we're doing it. Yes, I I think I was driving through a country road here in Florida, and I went to pull out onto the road from a convenience store, and I looked. I look I I look both ways whenever I uh, cross traffic. I look you know, to the left, to the right, to the left again, and then I go. And this time I did that, as always, and there was no car coming. And then when I pulled out into the street, suddenly there was a small hatchback car that I could have hit, and I didn't understand how I did not. I said, they must be in, like, a mood of leave me alone or just with their emotions may have unwittingly done this. But we want to be clear that our thoughts are very powerful, that, yes, we want to be protected. We want to avoid incidents and mishaps however we do want to be seen for our safety as well so i just wanted to bring that up yeah absolutely that's a very good point thank you it's um it's scary when it happens so i want everybody to be Mm -hmm. safe and know how to work with these tools uh to the best of their ability without causing harm to themselves or anyone else so i would i would like to explore your website for just a bit again listeners if you'd like to visit it is sealedwithlove.com. The first thing I want to mention is I love the look and feel of the website. I get a lot of energy from your personality and, and the sound of your voice. And this website embodies the lightness, spirit. It's very colorful. It's very playful. And I think it, it's put together extremely well. And you offer so many things to explore and learn about. And you have videos. You have all this great stuff. And the, the cutest part is when I went to click on a few things, the arrow that is that represents my cursor turns into this tiny, cute little pink heart. It's adorable. <laughs> is that what you wanted to go, the, the, that side of yourself that you wanted to express to the world? You know, um, your website is a reflection of, of who you are and, and essentially what you're going through. And my first website was something like 2002, 2003, and it was pink. Everything was pink. You know, the background was pink, I was wearing pink, the whole lot was pink. And then in 2007, 2008, it changed, and and it became more lilac. So I had more of a lilac flower, there was a lot of white in the background, and um, lots of colorful bits and pieces. So the, the website you're seeing right now is one that, um, I put together last year, and my fabulous web goddess, Karen, put everything up that, that I'd created, that I kind of put everything together. And um, and I love to play. And, of course, my thing is color. I see auras and energies, and color is healing. And mm-hmm. I've always seen, yeah, I've always seen colors ever since I was, ever since I was a, a child, I've seen auras. So, and, and I'm an artist as well. And this is something that I've kind of rediscovered, that artistic element that was already there, but I never really called myself an artist, you know. Mm-hmm. So, so I've, yeah, so I've kind of 
slapped everything in there. It, it's almost like having a cupboard with with all your food in it. That's my website. I've got everything on there you can think of that is colorful and playful and creative and artistic and healing. And, um, and of course, I've got tons of oracles as well that I created but I created myself their their um unique oracles. And, you know, my intention with the website is to bring that playful side um to this work. Because we can get a little bit I can't think of the word, down in the mouth or or a little bit serious. Too serious, yeah. Spirituality, yeah. And you know, it's not that I don't um honor spirit and, and I work with spirit and and work with the the wonderful um, energy that spirit bring in, but um, you know my way of manifesting this in on this planet is in a with a playful approach. Going back to that psychic development class I was talking about in England, mm-hmm. you know in England we're kind of disciplined, and the psychic development classes in Britain are far more disciplined. So what that means is that when you go to your development class, you'd sit in your chair. And it would be like a little whip that would come out. And it would be, lash, open your chakras, lash, connect you guys. <laughs> I prefer it to be far more, well, sort of user-friendly and mm-hmm. creative and maybe a little bit, you know, not um, wishy-washy, but, but a little easier going. Because I, I think that when you your focus is on connecting with your spirit or connecting with your guides or connecting with... Um, your psychic abilities or healing gifts, but you know if you if you are too disciplined about it, if you if you focus too much on the outcome of of what you're doing, then this can kind of diminish the results, or it can it can stop you from achieving what you want to achieve. Whereas if it's something playful and it's something that it doesn't really matter how. Uh, what the outcome is, it's just that you've played with this and you've, you've played with the energy of it, then it's far, to me, it's far easier to achieve what you want to achieve because you're not kind of focused on how you're going to get there. You don't have that performance anxiety, if that makes sense. Uh, that so, makes perfect it, sense, and I agree yeah. completely because the sense of joy is, an, uh, the, your posture is an open heart, and in order to really manifest what you want, in this world, you have to do it with an open heart. If it's closed, if you are too um, immersed in the minute, the details of how you're going to reach the goal and what you're going to get in return by reaching that goal, you're going to have a tough time, I think. You're gonna, there's going to be some struggle. So with an open heart, focus on the journey. Make it fun. Because a lot of times we have to learn some harsh truths about ourselves and the way we think and the emotions that we need to release. And doing it with a sense of joy and wonder makes change easier to embrace. Would you agree? Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, talking about that with an open heart, um, my first book is called Wishing How to Fulfill Your Heart's Desires. And the most important lesson in that is about everything you want to attract into your life contains love. So if your heart isn't open to receive love, then whatever it is you want might bypass you because it it doesn't have a home in your life. There's no 
there's no um, openness to that love to come in in whatever shape or form you want it to come in. Absolutely. I did not have an opportunity to read that book, but I, I really would like to now, and perhaps we can do another segment on that topic alone if you like. Absolutely. Okay. Well, you mentioned a very interesting word just a few minutes ago, and that was the word oracle. And just to be uh, clear so that the audience understands, could you tell them what you mean by the word oracle and what the purpose of the oracles that you've created is? Well, I have a section on my website called Play. So if you go to that that section that says Play, you'll see the first one, the first um, oracle there is called Angel Wisdom. And and an oracle to me is is something or someone that you um, go to for guidance. You're looking for guidance, and it, it's kind of interesting that oracle because you know when I think about it, I didn't think about it until this very moment that that O R A is a word that means gold, right? Yeah. So and you know gold from a color perspective links to um, the quality of wisdom. Mm-hmm. So when you use an oracle, you're you're looking for guidance, but you're looking for wisdom. You're you're looking for that innate goodness of, of wisdom, as opposed to maybe the negative stuff. You're Certainly. looking for something to help you, yeah, to tap into your own wisdom. Maybe it's a trigger for your own wisdom. So I have a number of different oracles, different guidance systems that are on my website, and um, Angel Wisdom is the first one, and. And that is um, an angel that you just click on and you get a message. And it, it's an angel-inspired message. And, and you know, I, I created that when I first created my website. And when I look back on, on the, the oracle, I, I'm kind of amazed that I created that. So it's obviously divinely inspired. You know, mm-hmm. sometimes you write things and you read it afterwards and you think, crikey, that's, that's good. <laughs> Who wrote yeah. that? <laughs> yes, I say that to myself often. Is this your that's artwork? It. This angel, it's, that, it's got the movement, it it's an animated art, that's your artwork, it's beautiful. That's my artwork, and you know, the animated part of it is uh, is actually some software that you can put on there with, to, to create glitter, because I like glittery, sparkly things. You know? I love the sparkle, uh, you know, the whole website is sparkly, it's just a, just adorable, and you have, I love the way you say, we all... Many of us in this arena, when we're in the lecture circuit, teaching, healing, giving readings, um, we like to call them workshops. But you took the word workshop and transformed it into something fun by calling them play shops. What was your inspiration behind that? Absolutely. If if you've ever been to any of my, what you might call a workshop, you'll realize that it is actually a play shop. (laughs) Right. Because we we play all the time. There's, um, you know, I, I like to... Um, create an environment of play, and and I always think that what we're doing is they're not they're not um, exercises. We're just playing, and we're playing with color, and we're playing with symbols, and we're playing with words, and we're playing with each other. You know, just uh-huh. in games. So in, again, it's so that we don't have that performance anxiety. So that it, it is we take we bring joy into that um, so-called workshop that is a play shop. Um, and we have fun as well doing it. And I just got back from Omega. I was teaching a five-day intuition play shop. And I would say that 95% of that 
play shop is experiential. You know, 5% is me talking about it. The rest right. of the time is doing, yeah. And there's, there's a Zen saying, what you see you remember, what you hear you forget, and what you do you know. So, you know, I think that's important, yeah, so that when there's lots of doing um, in a play shop particularly, then we remember what we've done and, and we remember what other people have done as well and we learn from that. We learn from the feedback from them. I love that. Say that again. What you see, the Zen saying? Mm-hmm. Yes, please. So it's what you see you remember, what you hear you forget, and what you do you know. I thought everybody might want to hear that again. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's it's, and it's perfect, isn't it? Because, you know, certainly for me, because I'm very visual, when I see something, I remember it. And But hearing it, you know, when you meet someone for the first time and they say their name and it's like it's gone immediately out of your head. But um, but you know what they look like, probably. You can remember Perfect what they example. look like, but you may not. Yeah, you may not remember what they, what, but, but if you've kind of sat down and had a meal together or something, you probably remember that as well. Yes, they say that what you should do is look them in the eye, shake their hand, I guess, and then repeat their name. Hello, John, nice to meet you. And that kind of uh, cements the name as well. It works for me more often than not, but sometimes I do forget. I don't know why, but um, that's pretty funny. But I, I, with regard to the play shops and all the information, I, I had a thought when you were talking, and I wrote the note, be as children. And yeah. I always tell my students, you know, looking at yourself can be stressful if you're looking at your framework of beliefs and why your life is manifesting the way it is today and having to sift through a past that may be perhaps not very pleasant. These can be very daunting tasks, but they need to be done. But to do it with, this, with the wonder of a child makes it that much easier to look upon and accept in yourself so yeah. that you can make the necessary changes. So I think your whole idea around that is perfect in helping people gain self-awareness and not experience too much anxiety in the process. Yes, it gives you more confidence. And they want to learn more. They don't they probably you in years ago you might have seen some participants start to shut down and try to get away. And uh, do you see a difference in people becoming more immersed in the activities of the play shop? Well, you know, I have to say that I've always played. But in England, when I, was, when I went to workshops, when I went to things like psychic development classes, um, I had a hard time getting myself there every week because I was a little bit scared, you know, of all the discipline. Because, you know, I'm, I'm very fairy-like. I, I like to... I like to tootle around and have fun. I, I'm not overly fond of being lashed and open my chakras to <laughs> mm -hmm. to that discipline. I, I prefer it to be a much more gentle approach. So, um, yeah, if, if I was teaching in England, I'd go to my own play shop. <laughs> exactly. Okay. Well, I just want to tell people just a little bit more about the website. You have so much to offer. You have an e-shop with your tools and talismans. You offer guidance, healing a place to learn, a place to play, and a place to share. You can also discover your true colors and get an e-kit plus her weekly love letter. You can sign up for that. You can also get, let me go back to the home page. 
You also have an e-school and video lessons that I found very interesting. And, of course, you offer shopping therapy with your beautiful products. Lovely work there. Thank you. Um, you have your angel wisdom. You have news. And you can get your free color kit. You can uh, peruse the website. But most importantly, you can also, and we'll talk about this in a moment. We'll, we're going to take a break and come back and talk about her wonderful upcoming book. But if you would like to be part of a, a beautiful project that helps others, you can contribute to her in her book, her new book, in the form of angel prayers. She's collecting. We'll tell you all about it in a few minutes. Elizabeth, let's take a break, and when we come back, we'll dig into that, okay? We'll be right back, everyone, right after these messages. The odds of a young girl being discovered by an industry insider while singing to herself pumping gas? One in 300 million. The odds of the daughter of a clergyman from Severn, Maryland, spending 11 weeks at number one on the U.S. singles charts? One in 19 million. The odds of going on to win six Grammy Awards? One in 1.4 million. The odds of selling over 40 million records? One in 800,000. The odds of this musician and performer having a child diagnosed with autism? One in 88. I'm Tony Braxton, and I encourage you to learn more at AutismSpeaks.org slash signs. Early diagnosis can make a lifetime of difference. Autism Speaks. It's time to listen. Brought to you by Autism Speaks and the Ad Council. Explore new areas of interest, expand your knowledge, and gain clarity about your life's purpose at the Ocala Center. Affectionately known as OIC, the Ocala Inner Center, just two blocks south of Town Square, offers workshops, classes, healing meditations, and special events for the Ocala, Gainesville, and Central Florida spiritual community. Check out our calendar of events at OcalaInnerCenter.com. And if you're looking for a place for your next workshop or seminar, go to OcalaInnerCenter.com and give Jean a call. Hello, everyone, and we're back, and we're here with Elizabeth Harper, popular psychic medium healer and author and she has a new book coming out soon and she needs some contributions to pull that together and it is a book about angel prayers it's called 365 days of angel prayers and we will talk about that in just a moment elizabeth i was curious um we all know that you're from england you grew up there you're also highly educated in these arenas tell us um about your your professional training as a psychic medium and healer, and tell us how what brought you to the United States. And, and please don't say a boat or an airplane. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, the, there's not many places, ways to get to the United States other than with an airplane, I suppose, a boat or an airplane. I, I suppose you could walk over the, from Russia to Alaska or something. Um, I... Uh, you know, I've read so many books. When I was a child, I again, I started, I saw auras and um, had many different experiences. And, and I remember from the age of around, around about 10 or 11 years old, having all those girly magazines that you would have uh, 
for children in Britain, certainly it had Bunty magazine and Diana magazine that were specifically for young children. And then I'd have that on one side of my bed, and on the other side of the bed I'd have astrology books and numerology books and chew ghost story books and, and spirituality <laughs> and, you know, all kinds of different things. So, mm-hmm. And I devoured every book there was available in the library. And, you know, our local library was small. I went to the city library and I devoured all of those and then started to order different books. And, you know, so we didn't have very much that was going on when I was a child. We lived in the north of England. So I learned a lot from my mother. And she taught me about um, yogi philosophy. She taught me about the chakras. She helped me to understand the colors that I was seeing. And, you know, from a, a psychic perspective, she also helped to interpret um, some of the energies that I was picking up as well. But it wasn't until I moved to London when I was 19 years old that I really had access to schools of learning and uh, workshops and all kinds of different trainings. And I uh, went, as I, I spoke about the um, uh, psychic development class that I, I sat in, and the first psychic, de- you know, psychic development classes at the College of Psychic Studies and the Spiritualist Association where I I did my training, they are not always available for you when you think that you're available for them because there may be only 20 seats available in in a circle and people sit in circles for years. So that means that you have to wait for someone to actually get out the circle so that you can then be interviewed to sit in that circle. So you could be waiting for some time, you know, to get in. So I was really fortunate to to find myself in my first psychic development class and circle and um and in other circles as well to develop psychic skills and healing skills too. So um you know, we tend to sit in psychic and mediumship development circles, but uh, I I trained as a medium, but it's not something that is my focus. My focus essentially is healing. Um, my love is really healing. So everything I do, um, I want to help people to heal. And healing means to be made whole again, to help someone to become whole again. I'm, I'm not there to cure them. Oh, that would be great if I could, but it seems to be just that creating the space to for them to um, manifest their own healing and to give them some extra energy for that as well. Um, my biggest focus is on color, so that you know because I've seen auras since I was a child, I've I've taken great joy in, in everything that is is colorful, and I recognize the power of color both as a, a healer, but also um, as a predictive tool as well. So, for instance, you know, the colors that you're wearing today will reflect what's going on in your life and maybe what's coming up in your life as well. So today I'm wearing uh, navy blue. And I put this whole outfit on this morning and, and I haven't worn navy blue for for a while. And it's because uh-huh. I'm gonna talk to, I was going to talk to you because I was going to be on your radio show. And, you know, the blue helps you to communicate, helps you to express yourself. So it's kind of interesting to look at the colors that you're wearing. You know, these are healing colors, but they can also be predictive colors as well. Can so we go my... through a few? Absolutely, yeah. Let's, so... let's tell, tell us the primary, the primary colors, and, and, and everybody can look down at what they're wearing. 
<laughs> what have you got on? So, you know, um, if we go through the rainbow, so when we start with red, so red is a color that says that you need energy, you want to take action, you want to move around a lot. You know, it's like the red shoes, it's that dancing sort of energy, and you think of the center of the earth being red, so there's a lot of pumping action with red. With orange, there's creativity and play. So orange tends to come up when you want to have fun. It's a, you know, if you know about the chakras, it's a sexual energy as well, but it's it's mostly creativity, so it's that right. desire to create. But another level of orange is that um, it can heal the emotions. So on a healing level, it can help you emotionally um, to come back into your body. Yellow, if you're wearing yellow, then that is a color that wakes you up. Um, it can really stimulate your intellect. So if you want to write something, so this is perfect for writing the 365 Days of Angel Prayers, writing a prayer for that book. Um, yellow is a great color to have around you because it stimulates your brain. So it's a good color to have in, in the um, kitchen. Uh, it's a power color, so it helps you to let go of your boundaries as well. Um, and it helps you to release Fear. So whenever you're feeling fearful, have a little bit of yellow around you or maybe a citrine, piece of citrine crystal as well. Um, uh-huh. green, is a heart, yeah, green is a heart chakra. So green is a color that, of course, we have on the planet. You know, I'm looking outside at the moment. There's all the green leaves. And green uh-huh. is very healing. It's a, it's a balancing color. So it helps you to calm, be calm. Um, so whenever you're feeling a little bit anxious, to put green around you or walk in nature, etc. Um, and it helps to bring balance to the body. You know, eating greens um, is good. And opening the heart will, will be helped with something like green. Wearing a green stone maybe next to the heart would help. Yes, um, I do that. Yeah, and, the throat chakra is blue. Go, oh, go on. Well, I just wanted to add, um, along with the... Uh, Heart chakra, which is which, of course, I'm I'm going to zero in right on the green. But sometimes I forget. There's also pink for self-love, and of course, your whole mm-hmm. website's pink. Would you want to throw pink in there while we're at the heart sh- heart center? You can totally throw pink in there. <laughs> okay. More the merrier. Throw some pink in there. Yeah, pink is uh, pink's an interesting color because it's the center of the heart. So if you think about it, green is actually protective. It's great as a therapist to to have green around you because it creates space. Pink is the color of the central heart chakra. So um, it's a vulnerable color, uh, and it can help you to really open that space up where you've sort of closed yourself down emotionally, mentally, spiritually, physically. Um, put, Put that pink on or wear pink or have some pink around you to feel nurtured and safe and soft and, and gentle. Um, it's a color of harmony as well. It's bring harmony mm. to your life and bring relationships in. You know, bring love in. So then when you move up to the throat chakra, that's blue. So that's what I was saying, I'm wearing blue. Um, so the blue is more of like a sky blue in the throat chakra. But then there's indigo blue in the third eye as well. So any kind of blue is very creative, it's expressive, it helps you to communicate. This is another color that will help you with writing as well. Um, It's a little bit of a control color. So if you um, have been very untidy, 
then put blue on. It'll help you to tidy things up and organize really? things and, and control things in your life. Yeah, yeah, it'll help okay. you. Okay. Which may be another reason why I've got blue on because I need to tidy my space up here. Um, uh-uh. And then there's there's violet, which is the crown chakra. And the violet is a color of transformation. So if you're wearing violet, you know, it, it's very spiritual. It's a highly spiritual color. So it'll help you to link with spirit. It'll help you to link to your own spirituality and faith, etc. Um, but violet helps you to go through transformation, to go from a caterpillar to a butterfly. It helps you to go through that change. And if you put violet and orange together, then that will help you to heal the emotional impact that any kind of change has in your life as well. That's interesting. Okay. And we mentioned the color gold, just to revisit that briefly. My car is um, a very beautiful light color gold, and I chose that specifically. Um, I do wear gold often, and I also team up the colors that I want to wear uh, not to sound like a, a a nerd. Anyway, this is what I do. This is my life. But I, I, I select what I want to wear, and then I merge that in with the energy of the day. For instance, Monday is ruled by the moon, you know. Tuesday is ruled by Mars. And I kind of marry those things so that I can be have the most productive day possible and have that support with the color and the vibrations. What would you say about uh, gold in that respect again? Well, you know, gold, it would be for Sunday because it's a, it's a sun energy with that gold. Okay. Perfect. Yeah, it's, it's a color of wisdom. It's a, mm-hmm. it's a high vibrational color of yellow. So gold has, um, it has two yellow pieces in it and uh, a red piece in it. So then you make this gold energy. Okay. And yeah, so it's kind of yellow and red that comes together, and you're just adding a little bit more of something to make it that gold. Mm. And so you have the yellow of that knowledge, uh, and you have the red of passion. So there's a a passion for knowledge that's in the gold. And I I see gold in the energy fields of people, particularly that link with angels, that link with the angelic realm. Um, the golden energy comes up. And it's not that people that don't have gold in their energy fields don't link with angels. It, it's it's quite often angel messengers that have the gold in their energy fields, which is kind of interesting. Okay. Angel messengers, excellent. Yeah. And how about the color white? Well, white has, you know, from a from a pigment perspective, it has no color in it. But from a light perspective, it has all color in it. Right. So it's kind of like the rainbow. Everything is available to you. But I often think of white as wiping the slate clean, like a whiteboard, that you're opening yourself up to be available to something new to come in. And white can also link with cleansing your system through, like, salt water, cleansing uh-huh. your whole system. Yeah, and, and again, just getting rid of something maybe that's been foggy and misty in your energy field and cloudy and Uh just needs to to kind of move out. So that whiteboard then is nice and clean, squeaky clean for something Mm. new to come in. Excellent. Yesterday I had an opportunity to go to the beach and I brought home a couple gallons of seawater because I use that in my spiritual practices with um, salt baths and cleansing and healing, emotional, um, clearing out emotional junk and gaining rebalance after a 
a major change, that kind of thing. So I recommend on the show um, very often salt baths and different remedies for spiritual cleansing. And I have to tell you that a lot of people favor the color black for its sleekness. It's very chic. It's stylish. What can we say about the color black? Is there certain times when you shouldn't wear black? Well, um, black is a, a great color because, you know, again, from a pigment perspective, it has all the colors in it. But okay. from a light perspective, it's missing the light. So in this in this world, we're, we're in a world of polarity. So we're in a world of light and dark. We're in a, light, a world of positive and negative, male and female. Yeah. So we're in a world of balance, yeah. So so there is a place for light and there's a place for the darkness. And, you know, quite often when I, I don't want to be seen, when I want to go into my cave, I yeah. wear black. Yeah, so the black is just reflective of that need to go inside. Mm-hmm. And it's a great protective color. You know, it's a, it's a great protective boundary because you're not necessarily seen. You'll be seen if you wear bright yellow, but you're not necessarily going to be seen if you wear black. Mm, um, interesting. Yeah. Black, you know, the, there's a, a place for everything. I, I've seen bright white light in the energy field of somebody who was really angry and mm-hmm. black in the energy field of somebody who had a near-death experience and they went to the divine and met the, you know, met God, really the energy of God. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, there's, there's, we think of white as positive and black as negative, but it's not necessarily so. That it's just whatever it feels it is at that moment. I think any color, if you wear it too much or you have it too much around you, can have a negative effect because you're um, not, it's almost like food, you can't relate everything to food. It's like you're not getting the nutrition that you need by having all the colors. Mm. We're, we're human beings, we're made of color. We need every color available to us. And so if you just focus on one color, then you may start to kind of um, have attract or, or have an impact on your system that is is focusing more on the sort of negative qualities of that color. For instance, if you're in blue and you wear blue all the time and you're constantly wearing blue and everything around you is blue, then um, you could be more controlling than you would be normally. And you could also get into that depressive mode as well. You know, you're in the blues. An inky blue spell, yes. That inky Mm -hmm. blue place, that's it. Uh, And that's what happened when everything was pink for me. Everything was pink, including my website. Uh, You know, I got sick. I got... I became very ill, and it was because, you know, I, I was feeling very vulnerable, and there was a lot of energy I was taking in that that wasn't good for me, and um, and I felt very vulnerable as well. But once I got out of that pink mode and went into a blue mode, interestingly, I became stronger. So mm. yeah, notice the colors. If you're if you're focusing just on one color, it may be good to bring some other colors into your life. Mm. I had an experience I thought I'd bring up quickly. Um, I was uh, working with a psychic doing some healing work that I needed many years ago, 20 years ago, uh, maybe. Um, and she she had me close my eyes and visualize different colors. Then she had me visualize the color green. And it wouldn't come in clearly. And she mentioned that if you can't visualize it, it means one thing. And if you can, it's like... a, a it was about fear and that I had some kind of fear of the future 
because I couldn't visualize the color green properly. Do you agree with that statement? Or I've never heard that. I, I've never heard that. That's kind of interesting to me uh, about that. Yeah, um, I I've, wonder I've if never heard because, it said. No, I, I wonder if it's because she linked that with the heart chakra uh, and with your soul. Um, I often see green in people's energy fields when it links to some kind of karmic, you know, past life energy. Um, mm. But I've, but I've never, I've never heard that. I did, that's well, I had, interesting. I'll have to kind of tune into I, that. I did have a lot of past life karma. I um, actually burned off four lifetimes of karma by the age of 33. It was very okay. difficult. So a lot of healing took place around that time. Okay. So. What I want to ask you, you're the founder of, thank you for all that information, by the way. That was excellent, yeah, and I'm sure the listeners are scribbling um, feverishly to get as much down as possible. But you can, have, you can listen to the archive and take your time and pause it to write down. Uh, you're the founder of Sealed with Love, LLC, and co-founder of Spiritual Living, LLC, with Kathleen O'Connor. Um, why don't we talk about them and tell us a little more about Kathleen? Well... Kathleen uh, used to have a, a center in um, going towards New York in Westchester uh, called Stonewater Sanctuary. And about uh, 10 or 12 years ago, I would go to her center and offer workshops and, and consultations. And, of course, we, we just loved each other immediately. Kathleen is wonderful. And struck up a friendship that continued on after she closed down the center, she sold it on. And one time I was going down to her area to do some work, and I'd found this uh, piece of software online to create a magazine. And I thought, this would be a great idea for Kathleen. I don't know why I didn't think it would be a great idea for me, but I thought it would be a great idea for Kathleen. And I told her about it. And she went away, and I did my consultations during the day. And then in the evening, we met up again. And Mm -hmm. she said, you know, instead of having a magazine, we could have uh, this community, and we could create tele-seminars, and we could do all kinds of things from this space. And by by the end of the day, I found myself with a new business and a new business partner, which is so funny to me. I know. And Mm -hmm. and Kathleen had the name. It was Spiritual Living. She had the domain name. It's always good to have the domain name. And so we we were so excited about this. And, you know, when you get excited about something, usually it's meant that you're going in the right direction. Absolutely. It's the right, you know, direction to go in. And uh, so we created the Spiritual Living website and community and we've uh, offered tele-seminars and we offered the World Visionary Summit which uh, we did a couple of years ago which was fabulous we brought together 26 um, psychic mediums uh, we were included in that 26 and the psychic mediums shared how they developed how they um, connect to spirit and how you can they gave tips on how you can connect to spirit as well, how you can connect to your angels, how you can connect to your loved ones in spirit, and what's mm. happening to them when they pass over. And it, it was fascinating. Mm. The week Sounds that we um, yeah, that we had this live and we had so much help from spirit. It was just a, it was divinely guided. And we loved that so much. We knew that we had to create another collaborative effort that had more, maybe more far-reaching um, 
capabilities than than the than the uh, visionary summit because you know with the tele summit it's there for that period of, of the week and then you can buy it afterwards i mean you can still buy the um summit recordings now but with a book we decided to come together for the 365 days of angel prayers book because with a book it, it's kind of somehow you've got something in your hands that you can read, that you can connect with all the time. There's there's more energy in it because we're inviting 365 angel messengers. And, you know, even if you don't think you connect to the angels, we all do uh, on some level. We're all connected to that divine source. It doesn't matter what you call it. We're all connected to that divine source. So we want to bring people together and have this collaborative, co-creative um, book that, that has so much energy in it for healing and for hope and to really help people around the planet because there's, there's so much pain uh, mm. around the planet at the moment and, and yeah. in countries and families. Oh, my goodness. So we, um, I, I bought the domain name, you know, Kathleen bought the domain name spiritualliving.com and then, and then we created the website and created the business. And I'd bought the 365 Days of Angel Prayers sometime before we kind of put this together. You know, it's like um, a jigsaw puzzle. You kind of have these jigsaw pieces, and eventually they all piece together. And that's what's happened with the book. And um, we started to, to talk about this a year or two ago. And then Kathleen, who is a, a genius at, at creating websites and doing all that wonderful left brain organization mm-hmm. stuff, which, you know, I'm, I'm yeah. in my right brain creativity and what have you. Well, um, she created the website earlier this year, and we have um, started really in the last two months to put out uh, information about the book and invite people to come in and write and write angel prayers, write poems, write inspirational messages. The website is 365daysofangelprayers.com. And okay. the idea is that people come and you, you pay to be in the book. So there's a, a minimal payment of $97 to, to be in the book. So you're paying for a page and you create 200, a 200-word 200 prayer or poem or inspirational message or story that will bring light, that will bring hope, that will bring love, that will bring um, angelic energy into people's lives when they read that your your message. And you also have space for a bio as well. So there's a 50-word bio. And what's good with this is that because we're co-creating, we promote each other, we work with each other, we market each other. And, mm-hmm. you know, Kathleen and I, uh, created a, a Facebook page, 365 Days of Angel Prayers, Facebook.com, um, so that people can come together on that page. And our intention is to promote and market each person in that book, each person that comes and writes a prayer, writes an inspirational message or a poem, that we will promote each person in that book. And we would hope that they would promote the book, would promote all the other people in it as well. So we feel that it's it's a co-creative effort that that we're doing, yeah. And it I, and it feels so good to be doing does. this. And I, yeah, and I, I was saying 
to you, you know, before about I hadn't realized how much the angels were impacting my life until a gentleman came over to my studio to to talk about being part of an art trail. And he looked around my studio and said to me, what's with all the angels? And I have, I paint angels and I have angel silks and I have angel, um, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, jewelry and, uh, and pillows and everything. So, Angels have been coming into my life for the last few years, and I didn't even realize it. You know, it's just I was painting them. And so this book feels like it's coming at exactly the right time, but it's perfect for our need to, you know, not just for ourselves to promote ourselves, but to put that angelic energy out there and to help people to bring hope um, and also to help them communicate with their angels as well. You know, when you read something, when you read words, there's an energy that, that goes with that. So just reading these prayers, just to connecting with the people in the book will also lift our vibrations up as well. That's my belief. Right. No, and I think your offer is very generous because many people put books like this together where they have contributing authors, but they don't promote those offer those authors to the extent that you're offering to do for anyone who creates a prayer or an essay or whatever you feel guided to create to submit and for only ninety seven dollars and then that's what we should be doing. We're we're creating a community of co creation, not just support. Okay. But let's do this together. When when you support another person the law of energy is circular, and that comes right back to you when everybody wins, and there's plenty for everybody. And it's a beautiful process to be part of that and to really see it work. And, again, go to the website, 365daysofangelprayers.com. Everything is right there for you to review. There is a deadline. Is the deadline still July 31st? No, actually, we we kind of extended that deadline because we realized okay. we we kind of made a short deadline, so we've extended it to the end of August. So we would love you to be a part of this of the 365 days of angel prayers. You know, even if you think that you're not an angel messenger, you totally are. You're bringing love and you're bringing hope, and you're letting people know that they're never alone. You know, with the with the angel prayer book, that angels are always with them. And we we want to create, on the Facebook page, we want to create quotes and daily quotes and images. Um, and we'll take a quote from your prayer on your day and make an image out of it so that then that can be passed around. And again, that promotes you. And we'll be having monthly prayer circles as well. We're, you know, we're so excited with this. And and we're really excited to work with the angels as well because, you know, angels are around you all the time. They come in different guises. Of course, you know, we see mm-hmm. things in different ways, don't we? Mm-hmm. And we feel things in different ways. But uh, but it's it's just a, a lovely way to bring a message of hope into people's lives, and especially at the moment. And it's wonderful to just be part of that illumination of, of love and light and, mm. and to have something every day as well to read is good. Yes, and I'm looking at the components of the package. This is a very um, a very good package that you put together for all contributors who contribute to the book. 
the package includes an audio, audio angel meditation that you can use as an additional product to sell or give as a gift to book buyers because you're going to want to encourage people to buy the book to see your prayer and also Absolutely. enjoy the other, the other prayers as yeah. well. A special online marketing teleseminar and a very special extension of the product. A project will bring you additional exposure, and I love your idea of the angel prayers with the with the beautiful pictures because especially mm-hmm. on Facebook, but across all social media, that is what people are drawn to and share the most. You could say that prayer in plain text, and they might like it and they might be moved by it. But if it's accompanied by an image, they're more likely to share, and that would be additional promotion for you, the contributor, and to the book that Elizabeth and Kathleen are putting together, absolutely. And I will share it, Mm -hmm. certainly. Thank you. Thank you. Anytime I have a show about angels or touching on that topic, if you want to send me those images, I can put them in the marquee on the show and have them scroll for people to see. Oh, that's lovely. Thank you. You're welcome. I'll do whatever I can to promote you. That's what what this whole show is about, you know. Thank you. My little community of co-creation. (laughs) <laughs> wow, you have so many beautiful things that you offer the world and offer people so that they can achieve the healing. I realize that your primary focus, while you are a psychic medium and you do have many gifts and many talents, your primary focus is for them to heal and to get that wholeness back and really regain an appreciation for life, and that's the beauty of it. I want to mention, uh, we have mentioned several times throughout the show that Elizabeth has taught at the Omega Institute in New York. And Elizabeth Lesser is the co-founder of Omega. She started this um, facility 30 years ago, and she has been featured on Oprah. If you've had the opportunity to see that, uh, generally it is replayed on Sundays with um, the Super Soul Sunday series. But this is what Elizabeth Lesser, founder of Omega Institute, had to say about Elizabeth. And if you don't mind, Elizabeth, I just want to read this very quickly says, Elizabeth is a gifted teacher and intuitive. Her workshops at Omega have helped students from around the world find their own inner compass. Not only does she know her subject matter inside and out, but she is also a truly giving and genuine person. She walks her talk, and that is a gift indeed. And that is from Elizabeth Lesser. Elizabeth, how does it feel to be recognized in such a way by such an inspiring woman? Oh, you know, she is... It's such a delight and very down to earth and such an open soul and um I am delighted to have met her and 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 still be connected with her as well. I just saw her the other day too and and she has achieved so much so it it really is wonderful to to have someone see me in that way but i I have to say that you know I get such fabulous compliments and feedback from people that I do sessions with or or on my Facebook page or in my newsletter somebody may read something that really helps them or in the astro colorscopes that I do as well the mm-hmm. videos and you know I get such wonderful feedback I am always no matter where it comes from it always touches my heart that that people take the time to to let me know that my work has impacted them because that's that's the whole reason for being, isn't it? That's the whole reason for being here, for being of service. And I know that my work is helping them. And, and I just love that. I, I love it so much. And what's interesting to me is that often I will get a, a slurry, is that the right word, of, of 
feedback and yes. messages just when I need it yes. as well. And I will get, to, oh, my, and I just, I love that they receive the call that I need it right now, and then they'll send me a message. As um, humbling yeah. as it is, it is also so uplifting. It is so important, the feedback. Um, if you appreciate anything that was shared in this broadcast, if you appreciate, if you already know Elizabeth and appreciate what she does and how she does it, let her know. Tell her. Send her a note. You know. And if Thank you'd you. like to, if you'd like to have a session with uh, Elizabeth, how would people? Um, they would go to your website, sealedwithlove.com, to book a session with you for a reading. Yeah, because we didn't I do. do. Any I reading have today. a. I have a guidance section on my website. So I have, I've tried to make it as easy as possible for people to find things. So when you go to the website, sealwithlove.com, then you, you can look along all those little images that I've painted. And the guidance section is actually a heart with wings. So it's back to that angelic energy again mm. in, in the guidance. And there's lots of different ways to, to have a session with me. And, of course, you know, because I create, I create jewelry, I create personal designs for people, I tune into your um, colors and I create jewelry from those colors. And I also tune into your colors and create silks with your colors as well. So, you know, there's lots of different ways that you can um, have a consultation, have a guidance consultation. At the moment, the earth, I'm, I paint earth angels, so I tune into your energy and then um, to what your earth angel is. So it may be a mermaid or a crystal person or a fairy or, or an angelic presence or a light being. And, um, and then I paint that, that energy that comes up. And, wow. you know, just recent, yeah, just, just I, this is something that came to me a year or two ago. And other people are also tapping into this uh, as well. So mm-hmm. we're all... You know, it's like you're moving along in that vibration, and and things start to come to the surface that you think you've you've you, it's new for you, and so you think that it's new for the planet, but actually it's not. Other people no. are tapping into that at the same time. It's mm-hmm. all becoming available. Well, um, just recently I've been asked to to paint soul uh, to paint spirit guides as well. So really? that's a new thing for me. Yeah, I, I've I painted can give a couple you. Of, uh, I can give you a photograph of one of mine. You could just take it right from the picture. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty. I, I I'm pretty lucky with that getting spirits on film. But that is a wonderful idea. It's also a great gift idea. Speaking of gifts, um, would you do that for someone for their child, just to say, do, like to just in in imbue that child with a sense of um, angelic presence and protection and faith? Could you do that for a child? Oh, that's a nice idea. I like that. They could have that would their make, own, yeah, a little guardian that would make angel. A great gift or a guardian angel, and, and that would be personal to the child. And also, speaking of gifts, ladies and gentlemen, if you contribute to the book, 365 Days of Angel Prayers, you will also receive your book in time for the 2014 holiday season. So that is something else to consider. These are fantastic ways to have a unique gift for the holiday season not just the normal Macy's sweater that 10,000 other people are wearing. This is truly a unique gift idea, all three of these. A painting of maybe a child and maybe with their um, guides or angels, uh, guardian angels behind them in some way. Uh, a painting of someone's aura or 
a, a book of prayer that will help somebody through a tough time. I think that's important. What do you think? Absolutely. Well, you know, um, with the 365 Days of Angel Prayers, just something I wanted to mention from our Facebook page, tomorrow we're going to start a, a little giveaway. So we'll be giving away at least one prayer page, uh, maybe more prayer pages over this next week, uh, next couple of weeks. Um, so do make sure that you connect with us on Facebook, 365 Days of Angel Prayers, so you can take part in that, that giveaway. It's our little contest that we're going to have. Oh, excellent. That's fun. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Well, everybody, this is your chance to contribute to an inspiring book of healing. If you have um, an inspired prayer thought essay, go to the website, 365daysofangelprayers.com. Read all of the information that is presented. I know it has one deadline, but that deadline has been extended, so no worries. Also, visit uh, Elizabeth's website at sealedwithlove.com and review all the wonderful things she has to offer, her products and services, her beautiful artwork. And Elizabeth, what's on the horizon for you? What what would you have coming in the next year or so? Well, um, Kathleen and I are teaching together. So in August, coming up August 17th to the 22nd, we'll be in Litchfield, Connecticut, and we're we're teaching um, a writer's workshop. So it's an inter- at the International Women's Writers Guild Conference. We'll be teaching the art of collaboration. So then in September, Kathleen and I are teaching again. We'll be teaching a women's soul retreat. We're really looking forward to that. So we get a whole weekend. So we get from Friday until Sunday um, just connecting together with women and women power. And, you know, you can find out more about that on my website, sealwithlove.com forward slash calendar. Okay. And, yeah, and I've got other things that are, are coming up as well that are events. Um, but, you know, Kathleen and I were also talking about um, a tele-summit. So, you know, if you're interested in tele-summits, then you can connect to us through Spiritual Living. We're going to do something after Christmas, so something in the new year that will help you for your new year. Okay. This sounds terrific. And this information is also repeated on the third website we mentioned, spiritualliving.com. But go to yeah. Sealed with Love and look at this calendar. This is inspiring. I wish you all the success and all the love and joy in the world, Elizabeth. You are absolutely a delight. Thank you so much. Thank you. It's been wonderful to be here, Charlotte. Thank you so much for creating the fabulous space. Well, I'm humbled. Thank you so much. Um, I And my, my offer is still out there. If you would like me to read your book, then I will create an additional segment so that we can um, talk about the contents of that and promote that as well. Okay? Thank you so much. That's lovely. You're an angel. <laughs> Do you think? I was going to ask, but I didn't want to seem like I was looking for compliments or, you know, what do you, you think I'm an angel, Elizabeth? <laughs> Absolutely, an earth angel. <laughs> earth angel. That's that's sweet. Um, I have gotten uh, beautiful compliments from angels. I finally had a serious, well, no, I've had a few experiences, but a year and a half ago, I was greeted by 22 angels who brought me a gift of healing, and that was a very powerful experience. And I know a lot of the listeners might be thinking this, so I'll just go ahead and say it. I'm... 
I'm a I'll believe it when I see it type of person and I've always prayed for experiences but these experiences will come to you when you're energetically prepared I don't like to use the word ready because it makes it seem like you're not good enough and that is not the case but when you are energetically prepared for that type of divine intervention and you are open and willing to whatever guidance they're they want to offer you it will come to you and it is very real and you will believe it when you see it and I had a beautiful experience and I just love that there's people like you who are there to nurture and guide others who might be new to that. Thank you. You're thank welcome. You. Yeah. Well, thank you for sharing this beautiful space with us, and I hope to have you on again soon, okay? Thank you so much, Charlotte. It's been a pleasure. You're quite welcome. My pleasure as well. All right, everybody, that is our show for today. Until next time, God bless and be at peace.